Hello and welcome to the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. It's Friday. I'm Daniel. I don't know what to say right now. You just you just threw me for a loop. Yesterday you threw me this for a loop. You're trying new things. Two out. episodes in a row. Yeah, two episodes in a row. He's still Daniel, like to, and today he introduced the day before himself. I'm Clint. Thanks for being here. I like just I like to spice things up. Yeah, you do. I like to give I like to give I like to give the people a little flavor town every once in a while. You know, that's what you do very well. You give people flavor town. That's, um, that's what I do. That's what you do. I'm Clint. Welcome to Locked On Bulldogs. Glad you're here on the Locked On Sports Network, Locked On Podcasts. Uh, glad you joined us today. If you're here and you're listening to us and you like us, well, thank you. Like, they like oh, us, wow. Daniel. They really, really like Gosh, us. Gosh, they really, they really like us. They really like Take us. that, Mom. Hey. They like hey, us. Hey, Ma. What? How hey, about your Ma. boy now? Huh? I don't know why I just got a Boston accent right. in that. It felt it felt good it's as I did it. Really, really good. Um, hey, Daniel and I are uh, good good at fandoming, bad at most other things. So we're glad mm-hmm. you're here to, to listen to one of the best things we do. That's it. We're Georgia fans. Um, um, we don't try to be anything other than Georgia fans most of the time. Uh, that's how our friends know us. That's how we invite you to know us. And um, uh, we're here five days a week talking about Georgia fan stuff. Uh, if you want to join in that conversation, as always, email us lockdownbulldogs at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Dogs Podcast. Download the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, tell a friend about the podcast, leave us a rating, leave us a review, maybe hit us up with that little cat subscription to the podcast. Whatever it is that you can do to help out the show, you boys appreciate it. And today, we're just going to jump right in, Clint. Let's do it. We are, we're, we're going through the position groups, and we're talking about the most important player at every position on next year's team. Now, we have gone through the quarterback position, the running back position, and the offensive line position. We're just going to stick with the offensive side of the ball, and we are going to take it straight to the tight end position. So, Clint, I ask you. Mm-hmm. How do you pronounce Rylan Goad's name? <laughs> Goedy? No, sorry, that's not, Go- the, Go- that's, not the, that's not the that's not the question I was gonna ask you. <laughs> the question I'm gonna ask you is who is the most important player playing tight end Gosh, for the University yeah, of Georgia? This is next easier. Year? It's this is easy. It's McKitty. This, this is not this, a lot. This, there's not a lot of meat on this there's bone. Not, there's, no, there's no meat because the position is, well, the the film room coaching demands pretty Low, not a crowded spot. Uh, it's a transfer McKitty. That's who it is, Daniel. I'm sorry, what? This what? It's the transfer McKinney? That's who it is? Six seven two sixty. Just jump ball for days. Unblockable, unguardable uncoverable Darnell Washington is going to come on campus and you are going to have the stones to look me in the eye and tell Mm -hmm. me that a transfer from Florida Mm -hmm. State University, Mm -hmm. a team that has not beaten Florida in a month of Sundays, Mm -hmm. is the most important player at tight end this year. This year, yes. That is what I'm saying. Explain yourself, Clint. Explain yourself. Here's uh, here's here, here's the deal. Okay. Uh, fit- I thought we were gonna have just a very straightforward. 
It's Darnell Washington. It's Darnell Washington. Okay, yep, we're excited about him. Moving on, segment okay. two. Let me, but now we have to have a real conversation. But let me. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you were not expecting a real conversation with me. That makes me very happy. <laughs> I thought the podcast was going to be about six and a half minutes today. I didn't know okay, what I was. Let me ask you this, okay? Uh, at the position of tight end, if that's the worst okay. position on our offense. Are we still winning a national championship if that's the case? Could we win a national championship and tight end be the worst position we have? You almost say if if anything but tight end right. is the worst position on our offense, we have no hope of winning yeah. a national championship. So, yes. Okay, great. Just by nature of the fact that something has to be the worst, yeah. Okay. It's got – yeah. So, for this coming year, for sure. I need somebody who can know the playbook, who can not jump off sides, who's not going to miss an assignment – who's not going to stand for a quick release block, chip somebody else off, get out in the flats, catch a three-yard thing. That's that's all I'm looking for out of tight end this year. That's that's all I'm looking for, okay? I need that to be McKitty to do an important job of holding down the fort on those positions and let Washington do whatever, but he's not going to be the most important. He might be the most exciting, he, but I, just, I, I need the floor of tight end to be higher. That's all I'm saying. I... I um I couldn't disagree more. I I need dynamic pass catching weapons to step into a dynamic pass throwing offense and do dynamic playmaking things, Clint. Okay. That is absolutely what I need. And of all the talent coming in at freshman on the wide receiving core and it is plentiful. We're going to get to wide receiver uh, next week in our most important player at the position. But of all the talent coming in at wide receiver between Roseme and Washington and, uh, and, and, and many others, there's no player that has a higher immediate upside than Darnell Washington to be a dynamic playmaker on the offense and if we're going to be running a, a pass-first, Jamie Newman-centered offense with Todd Munkin at the helm, then I need weapons out there on the outside. I don't want a blocking tight end. I don't want a stable, uh, lunch pail-type tight end. I don't want a guy who really knows the playbook. I want a guy who can go out there and make plays. That's who I want for my tight end. And if he misses a block every now and then when he's left in to protect, then he scores a touchdown on the next play, and I'll forgive him for it. That's the kind of tight end I want. I Look, maybe Isaac Nada has soured me, okay? Maybe that's what it is. Mm. This kid ain't no Isaac well, Nada. I don't, I don't believe so. Uh, yes. Hey, Daniel has a, uh, a would-you-rather for me that is just tantalizing. Daniel, what is what is by that? Tantali- by, by tantalizing, you mean nauseating. Yeah, by tantalizing, because... I mean makes me want to run to the nearest restroom and find a bucket. I cook this one up in the furnace of hell <laughs> itself because it is... Um, this is a nasty would-you-rather. <sighs> and it goes as follows. Yeah. Clint, would you rather be forced... To trade starting quarterbacks with the University of Florida for this season only. Need I remind you 
that the wonderkind Kyle Trask is the starting quarterback for Florida. Not only would we have to take old noodle arm Trask, just can't throw the 10-yard out without putting about 40 feet of air under the ball. Uh, Not only would we have to take Trask, but the University of Florida would all of a sudden get Jamie Newman as their starting quarterback. This is gross. All over the place gross. Listen, we, we can't... We can't start Carson Beck ahead of him. Nope. That's not an option. So, like, we, we have to start Trask for the entire season. So, would you rather be forced to trade starting quarterbacks with the University of Florida for this season or be forced to trade head coaches with any SEC team of your choosing other than Alabama and that coaching trade will last for five seasons, and then you will trade back and get Kirby Smart back. Okay. So you get to choose. I'm not making you trade coaches. I was going to make this where you have to trade head coaches with Florida, but then I no, thought no, no, that'd, that'd, that'd be, that'd be, be obvious. That'd be the choice. Just, you just take Trask and run the ball every play. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, it. that's, that's, that's our year. end of season. <laughs> uh but so now I'm giving you your choice. Any SEC team okay. except Alabama, okay. you trade head coaches for five years. Daniel, what's this, it going to be? Clark? This is this is quite literally not from the pit. This like swirled around in the lower intestine of hell, and and mm, was passed I, and given to me. I didn't. I didn't know hell had a human it, body. It does. It just, does, Daniel. I'm, it does. I'm not up to date on my hell geography. You need to, you need to get your just, Anatomy of Hell book back out. It's just off the I, shelf. Yeah. Dante wrote that, I guess, but I didn't have yeah. to read about the lower intestine. No. The Inferno was the least of your concerns. I mean, seven levels. Yeah. Nay. Get to the, once you get to the bowels, things really start cooking. <laughs> all the nutrients. Pun intended. Hell. Um, okay, this is this is quite literally, Daniel, I don't know how to take this. Because on one hand, it makes me stomach, it makes me have to endure a season where I'm less excited by losing Kirby for a season, but I have to have Trask on a team that we expect high things from with Jamie Newman, with Munkin, with all the changes. We're now to the point. We have what we want. All the pieces are in place for what we perceive, and then you make me have Trask. And it's only one season, but with all the excitement, man, what a letdown it would be. It would be to just feel like all of that was ripped away from us because we have a quarterback that can't get the job done. But on the other hand, I don't know if I could. But on the other hand, on the other hand, you go through five seasons of losing losing the alpha recruiter of the SEC for for five years, without a doubt. The alpha recruiter of the SEC. For five years, a bear cupboard. And, um, Daniel, this I, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I, I got to take Trask for a year. Wow. I don't know how I'm saying this. This is, our, this is one I of the best shots. I don't know how you're saying this. I don't know what's going on. I can't. I can't you just, I, 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 you I, just I, said, here... Take my national championship this year. I don't want it. Oh, it feels so wrong. Clint, let me just let me just say this. 
I thought I agreed with you. But, and it's, I hope it's not just like, I, it's, it doesn't feel like this is coming from a place of reactionary, insane recency bias. Okay. But I think I would say, I'll take Ed Orgeron for five years and then I'll take Kirby back and we'll be okay. And I think it's because of what I saw this year of Ed Orgeron's willingness to just not do anything. Like he just will hire people and then he'll just let them do their jobs and he just won't do anything. And he can recruit pretty pretty daggum good. Absolutely. And so and so I think I'll just say, give me Ed and and he'll empower Todd Munkin to do whatever Todd Munkin needs to do and the defense will hopefully hopefully maintain some level of now there will be a defensive drop off. Hundred percent. There will be a defensive drop off if you lose Kirby because it's not just the recruiting, it's the defensive coaching that you're gonna lose. But we get him back in five years. If we need a new defensive coordinator in that time, Ed Orgeron will go out and hire one. I think I would take – I just can't – I can't have Kyle Trask this year. When I think we've got a shot, when I think the offense could be something different, we've never even seen Jamie Newman play football. But Do we but have to? I can't. Do we have to? I have. I'll tell you, who, I'll tell you what I have seen. Uh-huh. I've seen Kyle Trask play football, and I I'm not having it. Can I I'm just, not having it on my team. No, I. Uh, can I just really quick? Can I hit you with ESPN's how each team can win the national championship next year? Can I just read you what they talked about the Florida Gators? Okay, really quick. I wish I wish you wouldn't, but I feel like you are. It says Georgia appears to be facing more of a rebuild than Florida. Oh no. Okay. Well. Okay. Have you, oh, okay. Have you looked at the 2020 schedule that awaits no. the Gators? It sets up for a national championship run. Hmm. Quarterback Kyle Trask returns. Several key players come, players coming back on defense, including Marco Dave, Marco Wilson and Sean Davis. Everything seems to be setting up for a major opportunity to play in the champion for the first time since 08. Florida will champion have a shot of what? Everything. The whole the hmm. whole shebang. If they can make it oh. through the Georgia game undefeated, mark mm. it down. Florida mm. will have a shot to win every game on that schedule. Okay. There is a lot of hype. Okay. There's a lot of hype okay. around Florida this year. For class. those of us we, who we're have gonna watched have, Kyle Trask play and actually play. We're going to have a lot to talk about going into this football season. If you thought the segment Dumb Stuff You're on the Internet was was not utilized that much in previous uh, podcasts, buckle up. It's there's going to be a there's going to be a lot of dumb stuff on the internet and right now we're just we're in the 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 compiling stage. They're not in a full ladder just, yet, Daniel. They they're not even they're not even no. one lap around on the warm up of the track. But we are we are we are tabulating mm-hmm. all the entries, mm-hmm. and we will get to them in a systematic fashion. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. All right, uh, Clint, there's another basketball game 
tomorrow. Sure. I don't know if you know this, but the basketball team still still exists. They have not disbanded it I wish, this week. Kind of wish they would. Well, um, uh, we're going to talk about that right now. Have I told you I'm still mad at you for getting me into the basketball team? I'm still I'm, that hasn't left me. This this last game you, against Missouri has only solidified that. And looking forward, I what am I doing in my life, Daniel? You mentioned it okay. a few times. Well, yep. Just wanted, yep. wanted to keep that up for you so that it's not lost on you at all. No, no, not lost on me at all. Um, uh, listen, the game to Missouri was um, a disaster. It was one of the one of the I want to say one of the worst collapses I've witnessed. <sighs> but but instead, I'm going to say it was one of the most Georgia basketball like things I've ever seen. It fits so well. There you go. In what I've come to know and love about Georgia basketball. Um, Clint, we play Texas A&M tomorrow. Uh-huh. The game's in the afternoon. It's at home. It does not matter. No. Winning, losing, completely irrelevant in terms of our season, our postseason life. So give me one player that that you want to see good things from on Saturday. We're going to talk about positive things here. I want to I want to know tomorrow when you watch the game, who's the player you would most like to see light it up. Okay. Tomorrow, have a great game. Okay. I I have two different answers for this. So I'm going to cheat. Okay. I'm going to add two. I just want to see Anthony Edwards do well because it's the only thing. I just want to see points. I just want to see points. I want to see step back threes. I just want to see, just show me excitement. It has nothing to do with next year. It has nothing to do with Georgia's program. It has nothing to do with winning. I, I just want good things for the kid. And so go out there and ball, young man, and have some fun doing it. Yeah. Uh, Which he did against Missouri yes. until the last. Six minutes of the game. Yeah, and then it went ice Where? cold. Uh, I want yeah. if I if I had to say f- as it pertains to Georgia and going forward, I want to see Kamara. Just gosh, Daniel, I'm waiting for Kamara to take over a game. I don't know if he has it in him to do so ever, but man, it'd be fun if he had the ability to to single handedly score at will and get rebounds when he wanted to. I. I'm going to say Christian Brown, and I just we we had some fun with him earlier in the week on the podcast. But here's my question to you, Clint. It, Christian Brown has not lit lit it up when he's been in the game. That's that's sure. an understatement. Sure, to say that's a fair statement. What is happening with Jaquan Walton, Ugh. where he he can't get on the court? ahead of Christian Brown, and this is what we're seeing out of Christian Brown. Yeah. Like, does Jaquan Walton begin and end every practice by insulting Tom Crean's mother? Does he, like, just, is that, does he just walk on the court and is, spit on Tom Crean's shoe as he enters and stare at him? Just just flipping birds in the middle of practice, like, at the coach coaching staff just for no good reason. Like, what is this young man doing... 
from a non-basketball perspective because from a basketball perspective, you would be hard-pressed not to just give him a shot ahead of some of the things that we're seeing on this call. I'm, I'm still – he's the most curious case to me this year. Another really highly touted guy coming oh, yeah. in, and he cannot see the floor. Cannot see it. I think we're at a point now – I know we're not at Tom Crean's, obviously. We're not in give-up mode. We're not in throw our hands up in the air. But he's still going to say this team's got a chance to rattle off some wins and blah, blah, blah. I don't care about any of that. This team is not a winning team. No. So that's not going to happen. So I am in full play the young kids mode. Yep. And I want to see guys like Jaquan Walton and Christian Brown get a bunch of minutes. I want to see if Rodney Howard... Um, if someone can chisel fingers out of those blocks of stone that are on that are attached to the end of his arms, and see if maybe he can he can learn how to touch the ball um, and not punch it out of bounds. Um, yeah, I want to see. There's those are the guys that I want to I want to see strides from uh, in this game. But Clint, it's it's going to be a long road in the. In the SEC this year, Texas A&M, uh, I believe, came out on uh, oh yeah on on uh, Tuesday night and got themselves a win. Did they not? They, did. they beat Tennessee. Went into Tennessee and won. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're not going to win this game on Saturday. Nope. I don't think think Clint. No. So. Uh, here's here's the deal. Those three that you listed off, by the way, or I, I'm going to add one. So Kamara, Rodney Howard, and Walton. Shortest among them, 6'7". Okay? 6'7 is the shortest. Mm-hmm. Tallest, 6'11". You're telling me these three freshmen can get something going, have length, have some outside shot. Could you Could you just quickly dream of next year? When these guys are are on the floor and spaced out together in some capacity in Tom Crean's offense, yeah, Christian Christian Brown, same way. You throw him into that yeah. mix. He's got certainly got some length. Obviously, Rodney Howard's never going to stretch any floor, well, but but if he can if he can develop any sort of touch, he's got the physical presence to be an inside force on this team. It's like exciting. big big Whitey McGee was for Missouri that single-handedly yeah, yeah. took over the game in the last two minutes. Uh, no, I it's it's a promising future if these guys can continue to develop. But you got to see it. I want to see it. Like, as we said, as we said at Missouri, um, mostly guys contributing who are not going to be on the team next year, and so we need to see more from. From the other guys. That's that's what I'm looking for going into this game. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Either way, we'll be back next week to talk about it and to talk about more position groupings and the most important players at them and um, to get everybody ready for signing day Who? coming up. Um, it's a big week moving into February. Things, uh, things really start to get into high gear in the in the football offseason once we get into february spring practice right around the corner we're going to get into roster breakdowns we're going to get into all that um and so we'll be back next week hopefully you'll join us see you guys then see ya